You're listening to episode number 92 of the Self-Care Sunday podcast, a minimalist media project by Kaylee Reed. New episodes are released only on Self-Care Sundays. And if you're new to the show, we talk about everything from social media and entrepreneurship to, of course, more mental health related topics and self-care as a woman in the digital age. This sometimes turns into my personal journal and diary in audio form, and that's kind of what today's episode is. Today is a life update. I've been a little bit absent from the podcast over the past couple weeks because I have been so busy, and I'm so excited to let you guys into my world and kind of hear all the things I've been working on and what's been going on behind the scenes. For those of you that are new to the show, um, this is not my full-time thing. I work in influencer marketing full-time, and I own an influencer agency where we represent talent and uh, run brand campaigns. And so that is the bulk of what I do, Self-Care Sunday. And content creation is kind of my side thing that I try to do for fun. I try not to you know, make it too stressful and work-related. There's no ROI attached for me. And that's something that I've been adamant about uh, keeping this way for the past year or so. Um, Because I think it's really easy as a creative and a creative entrepreneur to try to make all of your side projects into side hustles and into revenue streams and part of your business. And so I've made the decision to try and keep this podcast very much self-care to me in the same way that I hope it is to you. And so sit back, relax. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and let's get into it. rewinding to July when Danny and I hosted our first Daydreamers Collective workshop. And Daydreamers Collective is a partnership between myself, my agency, Hermana Agency, uh, the influencer marketing side, the content creator side, and the education around that industry, and Danny Anderson and her creative wedding and event planning business, her expertise in the event planning industry, as well as as a small business owner. And Daydreamers was our mesh and blending of these two industries here in Calgary, which we had never really seen before. So our first event was in July, and that was a super ambitious project because it was right when COVID restrictions were starting to be a little bit more flexible, but still COVID exists. I mean, it still exists now. It's still something we have to take into consideration with event planning, regulations, social distancing, maximum participants and guests and attendees. And so that was a huge learning project. If you're curious about the behind the scenes from our first event, what we learned planning an event during COVID, um, our takeaways from running a creative workshop weekend, and if that's something you're looking at doing in your city, I highly recommend going back and listening to episode number 88, which Danny and I recorded actually over the weekend of Daydreaming 101. And we really just sat down and gave feedback every day from what we were learning throughout the whole event planning process, what we had learned from working on a new partnership together as both entrepreneurs and small business owners. So episode 88 is a really great resource to go back and listen to anything related to that. So after that first event, we felt so inspired and supported by the community here and felt like we were really doing something that people cared about and that was important for the industry here in this small city. So full disclosure, even though we made no money from the first event, we felt like it was something that was just really important to continue and to keep fostering those relationships here in the city, 
keep providing education to content creators and creatives and small businesses and marketers in the city um, and really just continue to put on events that elevate everybody in this industry and bring people together. And so Danny and I spent two months turning around a new event, which was the last contracts campaigns and brunch event that you guys would have just seen on Instagram. And for two people who are working full-time jobs and have clients and all of these things on top of event planning, I'm not going to lie, it was a really big undertaking. Again, I think we just like to challenge ourselves and get things done very quickly. Um, And from our perspective, we really wanted to keep the momentum going. And, you know, having one event and then waiting, let's say, six months or a year to host the next one, it can really lose that momentum and that feeling that we felt when we cultivated this community at the first event. So we really wanted to continue that feeling and continue bringing people together. And I think especially after COVID, there was this huge desire to be in a room with other creatives and to learn from each other and connect and network like we haven't been able to do for the majority of 2020. So our last event was September 25th. So I want to share some insights of what I learned from this last event. And I think the first thing is being ready to pull the trigger and just execute something versus spending months and months racking your brain and planning things out in your head and waiting for things to be absolutely perfect and hoping that the more time you give yourself, the better it will be. Um, This past event, you know, Danny and I spent two months on it in total, including the execution. We really only spent like a couple days coming up with the idea of what we wanted, who we wanted there, our types of partners, that sort of thing. And then we went for it. So if we would have given ourselves months more to plan this event and have it come together, would it have been better? Maybe. But I think we would have lost a lot of that momentum and energy from the first event. And that was the whole reason why we were really excited to put something together in a very short time frame because we wanted to grab the opportunity of people coming off of the last event and feeling inspired and that community that we had started to cultivate. I know a lot of you listening are perfectionists and especially as business owners and entrepreneurs, when we are launching things or putting our name on something, you want it to be the best reflection of you and your business, of course. But I think it's also easy for us to get in our own way and get in your own head and feel this hesitation of not knowing if the thing that you're doing is going to be perfect and spending too much time thinking about it, too much time over planning, too much time refining versus just doing. And so that's one thing that I would take away from this event is that doing aspect, the execution that is the most important piece. You can have the most amazing idea, but if you're sitting on it for months and months and months and you don't do anything with it, then it doesn't count for anything. Sometimes done is better than perfect. And all of that being said, I truly feel like our event, even though there were many flaws and things that we can definitely improve on for the next one, um, I feel like it came together exactly how it was supposed to. The people that were there were so engaged. We saw new faces. We saw returning faces. And our community grew from the last event, which was a huge reassurance and validation that what we're doing is actually meaningful and valuable. And the second lesson learned is that if you create value, the rest will follow. So yes, workshops and brunches and networking and photo ops can be super fun things about this industry, 
But what is the value? Is the value in the people in the room? Is it in the education that you're providing? Is it in the photo ops and the content that you can then use on your accounts? We honestly tried to touch on all of those pieces with Daydreamers Collective because our pillars for each event are education, application, and networking. But I think this is a really important question, the question of what value am I providing whenever you're doing something as a creative or an entrepreneur, and whether you are launching a product or putting out a blog post or planning an event, keeping that question top of mind is going to help you create something that is going to be successful in turn, even if not immediately, if it's something that you continue to integrate in everything that you do with your business, I know that these things come full circle. When you're providing value, good things come of it. People take notice. People see that. They want to support it. They want to purchase. They want to be engaged. And so I want to give you a cool example from the last event because it just warms my heart to think of this. Um, So we bring on vendors for each event, whether that is a floral installation, a balloon design, a brunch, food, you know, these are partners that we're paying to be a part of the event and that we include in the ticket price for everybody to cover our costs. And so this week, as Danny was sending her follow-ups and invoices and making payments to all of our vendors, one of the vendors replied and said, after taking part in the event and soaking up knowledge because we try to give all of our partners the opportunity to listen to panels and be a part of the education side as well as like a perk for being our partner, Um, they decided that they were not going to invoice us for their services because they just felt like they learned so much and got so much value out of the event and were happy to be a part of it. That to me was the biggest compliment and a huge testament to what we're doing and that what we're doing provides value and that people want to be a part of it and they want to see more of these things in the city. And so looking forward, we have for sure one more event that we'll be hosting before the end of 2020. And this one, I'm very excited about the conversations. It is centered around financial well-being and how to monetize as a content creator, a small business owner, all conversations about money, which is super taboo, I think, in any industry, but being really transparent from a small business perspective, an entrepreneur and influencer perspective, different ways that you can make money, um, how to keep track of everything, how to grow, how to scale. So money, money, money talks for the next event, which we will be announcing on Instagram. So stay tuned for that. Now, looking back at the rest of September, Daydreamers was a very, very small part of what I've been up to, and I want to share some insights in what else I've been doing. So another thing that happened this month was LaterCon, which was a huge free social media marketing conference, and it was my first year speaking at LaterCon. I was invited to speak on the influencer marketing panel from both the content creator and, you know, agency brand perspective. And the speaker lineup, you guys, for LaterCon was kind of insane. Just like huge names in the influencer marketing world, in the social media world. So to be alongside some of those names was... It felt like a really big milestone for me. It felt like I am getting recognition for the experience and the knowledge that I have and was honestly and truly such an honor to be a part of. 
I saw so many of you watching LaterCon on Instagram stories and got tagged in so many stories, which was amazing. And if you're listening to this podcast because you found me through LaterCon, that is extra cool. And thank you so much for taking the time to follow and be a part of my journey. One thing that I want to transparently share with you guys is how I got invited to speak at LaterCon because I think if you're in this industry and you are trying to get more PR or get speaking engagements under your belt, and this is something that you aspire to do in the future, it's really interesting to know like how these things come together. So for those of you who don't know, I actually have a pretty long background of public speaking. Dating way back to high school, I was in the public speaking club, and I used to do public speaking competitions. I actually won a few competitions, regional, and then was sent to like national conferences because of my public speaking. So I do have a bit more quote-unquote formal background and training, I guess you could say. It's something I've always been interested in. When I was a part of student government in high school, I was an MC for a national conference and spoke in front of thousands of people. And so all of these experiences definitely shaped my ability to speak confidently, I think, whether that's on camera or in front of people doing presentations or workshops or anything like that. So that's good background context to know because I know that public speaking scares a lot of people, which is kind of crazy to me because I love public speaking. I get a rush from it. I feel like a lot of adrenaline when I'm speaking publicly to people, but it terrifies a lot of people. And so if you are one of those people that is terrified by the idea of speaking publicly in front of 10 or a thousand people, um, I think that's a skill that can definitely be worked on and can be improved. And I do have an IGTV video if you go on my Instagram at kaylee.e.r that talks about how to become more confident in front of the camera and how to speak better in videos. And that's a really good stepping point to public speaking in general if that's something you're interested in and you feel afraid of. So beyond my high school experience public speaking, um, when I was in university, I became more involved in the mental health advocacy world and then started my first company related to mental health after I graduated university. And from there, I became a mental health speaker, essentially, where I would go to different college campuses and high schools and, in some cases, conferences and businesses and speak to them about my mental health experience and journey and self-care tips. And my public speaking, quote-unquote, career actually grew quite a bit to the point where I was traveling and doing wee day tours and speaking on stages in front of like 10,000 people, which was probably one of the most exhilarating moments of my life, top three experiences for sure. But after becoming very burnt out by the mental health space and the startup space, which if you guys have been listening for a long time, you know that I've done a few episodes on this on the podcast. And if you're interested in hearing more about that, I think you can rewind to like closer to the beginning of the podcast, the first few episodes. Um, I talk more about burnout and that sort of thing and why I stepped away from that world. And since then, I never really got the same opportunities to speak publicly. In fact, the past three years, I haven't really done any public speaking. And because it's something I enjoy so much, I really missed it. But I didn't miss being in that advocacy space. I really wanted to start public speaking more 
in the sense of what I'm focusing on now, this industry, what I'm passionate about. And so that's kind of one of the reasons why I started hosting workshops and doing both in-person and online events because I missed hosting and doing things like this in addition to the education piece and, you know, it making sense for my business. Now, the way that the LaterCon opportunity came about was a bit by chance and luck, as I think a lot of things come about this way, but honestly, it was through my network. So I didn't apply to be a speaker. I know that that is an option for a lot of conferences. Um, If you're interested in speaking at a conference, usually they have a section that you can apply to lead a workshop or be one of their featured speakers. That is not the process that I went through for LaterCon. I was lucky enough that Taylor from Later uh, has been following me for some time. I don't really know how long. We both mutually followed each other over the past year or two because obviously her working in social media and me working in influencer marketing, our industries and paths just kind of crossed that way. And I don't fully remember, you know, why I followed or who followed first, but all I know is that we've been like mutually following each other for a while. And Taylor is one of the people who helps put on LaterCon. There is a team at Later that is involved in planning the event, choosing speakers, editing videos, putting all of the pieces together for something of that scale. And luckily, I think because I am very vocal about influencer marketing on my channel. I've talked about it on my podcast, in TikTok videos. It's something I'm really passionate about and that people know me for at this point and know that I have experience and you know knowledge in this field. Taylor reached out to me and basically was just like, hey, would you be interested in speaking at this? She connected me with her colleague who was managing more of the details and logistics around speakers and the influencer marketing panel. And obviously I said yes, because this is a huge opportunity for me, for my business. And it's something that I love talking about. And I think for me, it was so cool and validating that somebody, you know, saw the work that I was doing, saw my passion and that I talk about this and have knowledge in it and wanted to offer me this opportunity um, without going through a really formal process. And so I guess when they say it's all about who you know and how important your network is, It really comes down to little things like this. Like the only reason I got this opportunity is because Taylor has been in my network for a little while now and became familiar with my work. And even though her and I have never formally worked together in the past or, you know, she's never hired me for anything and we didn't like have that type of business relationship, she still thought of me for this opportunity. And I think this is a piece of networking that a lot of people forget about. Like, I think sometimes people go into networking hoping that they're going to meet the next person that's going to hire them or their next hire or someone that can become a new client. And it can be very transactional. And that's, you know, the type of networking we try to kind of avoid at events like Daydreamers. We want it to be very inclusive and community-based and not transactional. But something like networking takes a lot of time to see the return sometimes, you know? You meet somebody at an event and there might not be anything that you do together or work together on for years until one day an opportunity comes up and you think of that person and their business because they really stood out to you at an event and now you're going to hire them as a service or as a wholesaler or something for a project that you're working on. 
And these things just like happen that way. It's such a long return process on your quote unquote investment, but making these connections is so valuable and something that can't really be measured other than through opportunities like this when they come about. So all that to say that even making connections online, networking, putting these pieces in place um, beforehand, if you don't see the fruits of your labor right away, it doesn't mean that you're not building a really important network and community and audience that will pay off in the long run. These things take time and you never know what opportunity will present itself next through the people that you meet. Now, my final update is not the only client project I've been working on over the past month or so, but it's one that is now finally live so I can share updates with you guys. I've been working on a new show by Radiant Studios called Happy Hazel. It is a YouTube series that follows the life of a famous YouTuber and kind of shows her struggling with her mental health um, because of the stresses of content creation and being an influencer and always trying to put out content that makes other people happy when she's struggling with her own happiness in real life. Since working on Some Good News, which I talked more about in episode 79, I have been so excited by the entertainment industry, by storytelling, by movies, by shows, by the ability to really move people, get people inspired and feeling all types of emotions about characters and actors and the content that you put out in the entertainment world that is a little bit different than working with product-based businesses or e-commerce, just totally different worlds really when it comes to marketing. When I look at my own life, the things that are comforting to me and that I think of as self-care come down to things like Gilmore Girls or The Avengers, like my favorite movies, Harry Potter, uh, these fandoms that I love so dearly and that move me more and that I feel more connected to than any physical product or brand that I've ever purchased or had a partnership with. And for that reason, it's been an industry that I've wanted to break into more and explore further. And so when the opportunity to work with Radiant Studios and on this new show called Happy Hazel came about also through my network, which I am so, so grateful for that I'm being recommended for projects like this, um, it was an easy yes for me to want to be involved in this and an even easier yes once I actually watched the show. So Watching Happy Hazel, I've seen, I've, you know, gotten a sneak peek of the full series being on the team. Uh, I immediately related so much to this character, Hazel, and the ups and downs that she faces, the pressures, the burnout in the influencer industry and in social media, and as a young person who's just like figuring out what really makes you happy. Um, I think especially from the outside looking in, so much of this world and this industry is very glamorous. It's exciting. It is a representation of freedom and breaking out of the nine to five. And I think it appeals to so many people for these reasons. It's very creative. You know, it's fun. You get to go to events, you get PR packages, you get to spend your days creating content. But what a lot of people don't see is the behind the scenes, you know, behind the highlight reel 
Um, and that's exactly what this new show, Happy Hazel, dives into and really shows. Not to say that this is a super serious show. It's actually really lighthearted. There's funny moments. There is a budding romance and it's a really easy watch. You know, it doesn't make you feel the same way that you feel after you after watching The Social Dilemma. And so for these reasons, I love the show. I was excited to start working on it and that has been one of my main projects um, over the past month or so. So I came on to help manage the influencer strategy to create these partnerships for the show, to help promote the show, and to also help with TikTok strategy, creating content for Happy Hazel on TikTok, and kind of brainstorming ideas and that sort of thing. This, in a lot of ways, has been a dream project and dream client to me. The team is amazing. Um, they really care about, you know, getting this message out there, partnering with the right people, and you know, having people watch the show and get something out of it. So if you are interested in this industry, and even if you're not, Happy Hazel is a really awesome new YouTube series that is available completely for free. You don't need a subscription. You don't need to pay anything. You can just go on the Radiant Studios uh, channel on YouTube and watch Happy Hazel. I will also link the trailer and the first episode in the show notes below. The first episode launched on October 1st, and episodes will be coming out weekly after that. So go tune in. I'm so excited to be a part of this project, and that's basically it for a recap of things happening in my life lately. I'd love to hear what you guys are interested in hearing more about on upcoming episodes, whether that's questions about my job, about self-care, interviews, guests that you want to hear on the show, um, I'm trying to get back into self-care Sunday and actually I'm in the process of hiring right now, which is going to help me so much in my day to day. This will be my second hire technically under uh, Hermana Agency and Self-Care Sunday. So this person is going to be managing content for both Self-Care Sunday and the agency, um, helping with putting things on Pinterest and uh, grabbing quotes from podcast episodes and putting that into graphics for Instagram, like all of these pieces that I just truly don't have time to do. So I'm really excited to be in the process of hiring this very special person who I will likely announce in the next week or so, um, and to be growing my team, which is something that I didn't know I was, you know, ready for necessarily. So I'm really excited for this next chapter. Um, the next couple of months, I'm going to be continuing to work on Happy Hazel, as well as some other client projects, which I will continue to announce to you guys as these projects become live. And my final note is to just keep an eye out on Instagram for the next Daydreamers event. So that's basically all I wanted to share with you guys today. Thank you so much for continuing to show your support, whether that's by listening to this podcast or liking an Instagram photo or buying a ticket to an event. It doesn't go unnoticed. I love you guys. Hope you're having a great week and happy self-care Sunday, everyone. Thank you.